So hi everyone and welcome to Architecture in the, in the Den with me, your host, Lisa, Lisa Rains from Pride Road, the Architectural Practice Franchise. Um, so today um, we are, well, I've got uh, Anne Okafor on the, on the phone, on the line. <laughs> Do you want to say hello? Hello. Hi everyone. Um, so I met Anne probably about 12, 12 months ago on um, Clubhouse. So we're Clubhouse friends. <laughs> <laughs> and funnily enough, we've kind of found a few things in common. Yep. So um, it's definitely a plug for Clubhouse. And um, yeah, I do come and I, I run a room on a Monday morning at 8am uh, called Constructive Together. And uh, it's about all things construction networking. And that is exactly how we met. So um, without further ado, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Anna Kaffer and I'm a construction planner. I work for a company called Truden Group in Glasgow, and we're one of Scotland's largest independent um, development and construction companies. And we deliver construction activity across a number of sectors, residential, commercial, um, leisure, all the usual kind of things. Um, I also have a number of different hats on outside my work role, um, which I talk about in some of these clubhouse rooms that we go and I seem to have a different hat on every week some weeks so um but I also, I'm also a volunteer um the the main thread through all my um different hats is that I volunteer and advocate for young and new professionals coming into industry um to promote the industry as a industry of opportunity and to um yeah help um, young people see the good things that we do in construction and not all the necessarily the bad things that we're known for sometimes. <laughs> so um, who did you say you work for? It's a company called Cruden Group Crude. in Glasgow. Yeah. Is that C-R-U-D-E-N? Yeah. Are you, um, is it national, the group? No, it's just based in Scotland. We're across yeah. um, Glasgow and Edinburgh. We have, a, um, I'm in the Cruden building west so on the Glasgow side we have a Cruden building east and we also have an, a, um, a number of other businesses where there's a private development kind of um, sides as well. Um, there, I think there was a Cruden group that was um, in England or worked nationally um, but we're a separate entity from them so different. Okay so I've just had to take a break because I could hear the dog in the background doing something uh, suspicious. <laughs> But uh, she's denied all knowledge. <laughs> yes, that's the way, isn't it? <laughs> I know, but I've, so I've got one sneaky eye kind of on the door. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So um, what is construction planning? So um, my role um, is a little bit different to a normal construction planner, I guess. Um, I do um, construction planning, um, which is essentially what I like to say is the, the to-do lists for the projects. Um, I guess in its fundamental form is the to-do list for the projects. Um, you know, a list of all the things that needs to be done in order to deliver that project in an order, in a sequential order, um, with 
um, time and with resource added to that. Yeah. Um, so most of my role is around that. I also do um, other aspects of my role um, include sort of some other project controls, um, looking at resources and manpower and things like that, or person power, as we should say nowadays. Mm. Um, that it takes to deliver those projects and um, looking at how that impacts the business um, for future for forecasting um, mm -hmm. and also for um, records so that we can plan better um, and make better plans in the future better to-do lists in the future um, so essentially that's that's what I do. So is it an, um, an offshoot of uh, QSing? Um, a little bit and sometimes I liken it to estimating in some ways because um, estimators estimate the cost whereas sometimes I have to estimate the time um, and it's it, so it's kind of similar to that and it, we work very close with quantity surveyors in terms of the commercial um, aspect because obviously time is equal to money in this game. Um, so very much we work closely with them and I work closely with the operations guys as well um, in terms of what the sequence will be um, and how the progress de developed as well. Um, do we need to make adjustments? Did we get it right? You know, was there something that changed? Um, and then how does that fit into the plan of making the project deliver? So do you work on like one project at a time or multiple projects? At multiple. I work across multiple. Um, at the moment, um, I am across a number of different projects, um, all in all, probably about around 20. Um, mm -hmm. But the operations guys tend to um, do most of the management of their programme, um, the operations managers. And I have an overview and an input into um, the software and things like that. Um, running those what, things. And what sort of software do you use? Um, we use a program called Asta Power Projects. Um, Asta, Asta, yeah, it's A-S-T-A yeah. Power Projects. Um, and that, that's what we use in our business um, mm. to plan all our projects. Mm. I mean, I, I think, I don't think I'd ever come across a construction planner until I joined Clubhouse and then found you and Christina Riley at the same time. Yes. <laughs> We tend to pop up in the same places, actually. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I just—it's—is it—is it really neat? Is it really niche? Has every company it tends got to one? be? I mean, generally, I think most companies have, a, you know, one or a few, um, depending on their need. You know, um, all the companies I've worked for, apart from one, have had them. Yeah. Um, sometimes companies just leave it to the sort of operations sort of function, um, which I think is what Cruden did have before me. Um, yeah, I think certainly in the West, um, I've been brought on to sort of standardise programmes and things like that. And um, yeah, most companies do, but it's fairly, and, and I think what a lot of companies do as well, a lot of companies may outsource it. So it's not necessarily something that would be in-house, but mm. when you've got a bank of jobs, then you're probably as well having someone in-house. Yeah, I mean, so from, from working alongside kind of construction projects, I can see how valuable it is. What what got you into it in the first place? Well, I actually, um, so when I was working in, or studying, um, doing my undergraduate, and I was um, working in a, a work placement, yeah. and... What um, did you do as an undergrad? Um, construction management, construction project management as my oh, undergraduate. Okay. So um, this is just a few years ago, like I only came back into construction later in life, as they say. Um, so 
a few years ago, I was working and doing a placement at the same time as doing my studying. And I was doing that placement in particular was as an assistant design coordinator. Um, with a construction company based in Livingston and um, one of the ladies that worked there um, was a really good mentor to me um, and we just kind of become quite close you know and um, and then I went on to do um, site management in my next role um, in my next placement before my undergrad and then when I graduated when it came up to my graduation um, she had said to me my company's looking for trainee planners I think you'd be really good at that um, do you want to put your name in the hat to, to interview um, and, you know, to apply an interview? Um, so I said, yeah, I think, you know, I think that is something at, the, at that time, um, working on site, I'd realised it wasn't for me. I wanted a little bit more of a, a life work balance um, or life work harmony, um, which I wasn't really getting being on site. Um, I loved being on site, but I just wasn't getting what I needed in terms of a volunteer role because I do quite a lot of volunteering um, it was really difficult to to be able to plan that well with being on site you know it's like some things happen and you can't maybe get away you know it's not like oh well my time's up I'm away now but if something's happened on site you're stuck there you know um, and I just felt like for me planning would offer me that um, bit more structure um, so that I could then do my volunteering and I could have that sort of other aspect that I really enjoyed because I'm really passionate about the volunteering side. So um, I thought, you know, I'm going to give it a try. So I did, and I, I was a trainee with her um, for just over a year. But then, unfortunately, last year due to the COVID um, sort of situation, lockdown, I was made redundant from that role. Um, so the, hence, uh, I'm now at Cruden. Um, so that that's the wee backstory on how I got here. Today, so. <laughs> the wee backstory, the long backstory, yeah. the long and winding road. <laughs> well, so, so like, let's just rewind it a little bit. So, before, so what took you into construction management as an undergrad uh, degree? So, it's something I'd always really wanted to do. Well, I'd always been quite interested in doing sort of hands-on stuff, um, but at school I didn't have the opportunity. Um, at that time where I was from, the wee places up north, um, Scotland, it was very much like, you're a girl, you need to kind of like keep your options open. Um, and I, I just didn't want to do anything else other than the technical subjects, but they, they felt like things like home economics and biology were more suitable at that time. And it just, you know, it put me off. Um, unfortunately then I had a period of, um, some sort of personal situations and I became homeless for a wee while so I didn't actually get back to studying until you know later on and I I'd always wanted to I'd actually wanted to do architectural technology believe it or not <laughs> but then I realized I'm not really good at drawing or sitting down for very long or um I didn't really feel like I was a good person at software and sort of that sort of side mm -hmm. so I thought that's probably all the three things you kind of need to be um, architectural technology and yeah it's probably not going to be the greatest of ideas for me um so I was starting to look at what else I could do in the built environment because it interested me um when, when I was at school one of my friends was um her father was an architect and it really um I, I just it just interested me but um I, architecture was never for me because I just didn't have that I think I'm, I'm quite good at visions but I'm not good at putting visions on paper which is what architects need to do they need to convey visions and I can't do that I can have them 
I can tell you all about them, but I can't put them down. So yeah, um, it wasn't a good match. So um, built environment was for me, um, but I, I certainly see myself as much more of a getting into the thick of it, things with people and, you know, being on site and that sort of thing kind of appealed to me more. Mm -hmm. So I, I applied for um, some, some uh, sorry, some college courses in the built environment, um, like as access courses, because when I'd left school, um, you know, I only had my standard grades or GCSEs. I didn't have any hires um, and I hadn't studied anything for that. So I, I felt like there was a bit of a gap between what I had and what I needed to do. Um, but I promised myself I was always going to go back to studying. You know, it was something I'd always had my, my mindset on. Um, but as you do when you're, at, you know, you're young and you've got bills to pay, you just get stuck doing right, I need to go to work. And, you know, and I just got stuck in that sort of what I call the hamster wheel of life and just work, eat, sleep, repeat type of thing. Mm. Um, but then I went away on my holiday one year and decided on the way back, I, I just couldn't do this for the rest of my life. I was working retail and hospitality jobs and it was, you know, it was good and I enjoyed them, but it just didn't fulfill me. It, it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. So I um, applied, I literally applied on the train coming home. I went to Bruges and on, on the Eurostar, like filling in application forms and stuff like that on the way back. Um, and then I got offered a place. So, um, and that was, that was seven years ago that I started that journey. Um, and this is me now seven years later um, as a planner. So it's been a bit of a, a whirlwind to get where I am, um, but it's been great. It's been the best thing I've ever done is coming into the construction industry. I love it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you do volunteering as well. Yep. So what sort of volunteering do you do? So I do volunteering um, with lots of different hats. So I'll give a quick overview of those. Um, like I said, the main thread is um, young and new professionals um, and trying to promote the industry. So um, since I've been at, um, at college, I've been with the CIOB, the Chartered Institute of Building. Um, and I have been involved with them in their Scotland, which used to be Novice Group, so it's a Young and New Professionals. We have just rebranded and changed to Tomorrow's Leaders. Um, so I've been involved with them for the past six or seven years, um, basically organising events, networking CPDs for Young and New Professionals in Scotland. Um, and I've been involved in a number of projects with the CIOB at HQ level, um, corporate plans and um, the governance review that they just undertook last year I was involved with that and um, putting the proposals forward which has all just come to fruition which is really good and um, I'm also just been elected onto the member engagement committee as well um, for a 10 year three year starting um, about now <laughs> and um, I do mentoring with a number of different groups including my old university I'm a girl guiding leader. Um, I'm training at the moment um, as a brownie um, group um, in my local area to promote to young girls um, about STEM. Also, we do other things as well, but I'm trying to bring that STEM element into the local area of the girl guiding as well um, and doing some different things. So for example, yesterday with it being World Ozone Day, um, I'd made like a little video and did some slides and just talked to them about that sort of thing. So I'm doing that. I'm doing some construction like role model type workshops with them. Um, and um, with the STEM ambassadors as well, I do um, things with them. And a lot of that is more going into schools 
doing talks with school-aged children, um, a lot of the stuff we do with the CIO-based college and university, and I just felt there was a real need for for that, absolutely, you know, we need to speak to the people at that, those levels and, you know, help them find opportunities and, um, you know, let them see other different job roles that they may be not aware of, as, you know, most people, it's like, you know, project manager, quality surveyor, architect, you know, surveyor, that sort of thing, it's the main kind of roles, but there's so many other roles, so, um, but I just felt like it was important for me to speak to younger children as well, um, so that's why I got involved with STEM ambassadors, and I do um, volunteering, going into schools, helping there's a couple of local schools I'm helping with their sort of like STEM offering and stuff like that. And just sort of connecting them with construction activities as well and th things that they can do to promote construction and STEM within their primary schools as well. Um, I'm also involved with a company called Collabed Construction, Collabed.co.uk, and they're an online social media for construction and built, built environment professionals. And I help them with some admin roles and the social media side of things. Um, at the moment, they, they, they offer sort of like job boards and competitions and things like that for students and young professionals. And then I've just started sort of under my own brand doing some workshop trainings as well um, under my own brand of the Determinator Collective, um, which I'm doing that. And I'm going to be launching a podcast as well, um, oh, which is amazing. It's mainly on... Um, the podcast is going to be based around resilience um, and overcoming challenges and promoting STEM as careers of opportunity to overcome, um, mm -hmm. which is basically my story, um, but finding other people who have similar stories um, and talking to them about that and what they can do. Um, so I'm hoping to launch, I was actually hoping to launch that at the end of this month, but it'll maybe be like maybe a month's time now, maybe into October. Um, that's going to be called the Everyday Determinator podcast. So some people that just, you know, we do what we do every day and just get on with things, but we've come through um, big stories, um, lots of challenges, different challenges. Um, and I'm also looking to bring in um, an element of self-care to that because we're notoriously not great at that in construction and um, these sort of job roles. So it's about trying to give people the tools that they can used to overcome different just almost different ingredients of recipes that they can put together mm -hmm. um you know different challenges with different sort of solutions self-care solutions and um, also like different job roles as well as a promotion to kind of show people all the different ingredients and maybe they can find their own recipe to, to get through their challenges and um, maybe find a career of opportunity in built environment or stem and um, so I'm doing that and then I like to have a couple of workshop facilitations. I've trained as a workshop facilitator for the I Am Remarkable. So what, um, what do you mean by a workshop? So I, I deliver workshops. The I Am Remarkable workshop is a workshop on um, self-promotion. So um, helping people to understand that the need for self-promotion and that it's okay to self-promote. And um, we do like a, it's a 90 minute workshop um, where I talk you through um, the why and the how of, you know, why you need to do that, why it's important to do that and then how you can do that. Amazing. Um, do you want to, yeah, when you, you're going to pop a bio over to me and put yep. some of the, just put some of all of all of these links in there yep. as well. So if anyone's Perfect. listening and want to get in touch, yep. then please do. I will do. I, I do have a website launching as well soon, um, but I, it's not quite live yet. So I don't know if if it'll work with timing, but I'll let you know. Um, yeah. 
I'll yeah. pop it in and then you can, if it's live in time for when you put this up, we can add it. If not, we can just leave it out maybe. And what would you say to people who who are wanting to go out there and in, kind of get girls more encouraged into STEM? Well, I mean, I love the industry. Um, it's given me so much opportunity. There's there's opportunity to have a really interesting career. There's a chance yeah, to no, have. But what, how, how would you well, like engaging with? Okay. Yeah. So there's there's lots of different ways to do it. Um, I found um, being um, as like involved with your professional bodies, you know, a lot of professional bodies. So like um, the Chartered Institute of Building or, you know, maybe um, the RIAS that's Scotland RIBA for architecture and um, SEAT as well, the architectural technologists um, or RICS, you know, whoever your professional body is, a lot of them have young professionals groups. In terms of younger people, yeah. um, probably STEM ambassadors would be the, they're the sort of biggest group that I'm aware of. Uh, so is it a website? Yep, you can go on and it's, I think it's just www.stemambassadors. If you literally type in STEM ambassadors, you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to find it. Um, and basically you go through a, an, an induction process where you're, you know, you're doing your um, disclosure process mm. and a bit of an induction um, and then basically there's an online portal where you can either offer opportunities to engage or they have op like um, schools who maybe require an input from someone they'll say oh maybe we're doing something like for example next week in Scotland it's maths week so mm -hmm. I went on and there's a few opportunities of schools that are looking for STEM ambassadors to come in and speak to the children about maths and what they do for maths in their job um, it might be maths it might be something else next week you know there's different projects um, and you, you can either go on and browse those offers and accept one and say oh I can help you with that or you can put up your own offer so if you offer like for instance my workshops I can put that as an offer on the website so that people can then come to me and find me. Is there anyone that's offering that sorry is there anyone that's lobbying the government at the moment around kind of STEM subjects and encouragement for girls to get into construction? I know um, that um, with the room that I attend on a Friday uh, is mainly focused around women in construction but mm -hmm. um, the, the lady there Michaela Wayne and Hayley Roberts they're doing quite a lot on that and trying to um, speak to the government as well about the the need for younger people engaging it's that sort of women in construction but how do you get people in how do you get women in it's speaking to younger girls and getting them engaged yeah. and because people Absolutely. typically pick you know they typically choose their People, people, children um, typically kind of know what they want to do from quite an early age. So we need to be engaging with children at an earlier age because otherwise you've lost them. You know, if you wait till college and university, you've lost a lot of them. I mean, is it on the Brownie agenda? Um, yes, they do quite a lot. And actually in the Rainbows, which is the younger group again, yeah. they actually do have a construction badge. Um, so the girls work towards that. Um, and a lot of the badges, um, you know, they're they've got quite a, a comprehensive across all the four um, groups, the girl guide and they have the brownies, the rainbows, the guides and the rangers and they have different um, programs basically. Um, let's say that the rainbows does have a, a specific construction badge but um, the brownies where I work with they have um, initiatives on being well and jobs and things like that so you can feed in um, you know it's about having adventure as well so there's there's it's designed in such a way that um, it can be applied you know stem or 
um, construction topics can be applied to a lot of what they do as well. Mm. I'm just wondering if I should get involved in my own, my own brownie groups, local brownie groups, and offer. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't recommend. Honestly, I've had so much fun, um, you know, mm -hmm. and just you just get such a good thing out of it. And even there's there's different ways you can engage with the girl guiding as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've decided to take on um, doing an actual leadership qualification so that I can be a leader. Oh. You can join as a helper, um, yeah. you know, if you want to just do like a more infrequent kind of mm -hmm. arrangement where you maybe go once or twice um I've kind of committed to doing a bit more than that so I go on like a, a, a weekly sort of basis but you know there's, there's different opportunities for everybody to engage in a different um in a way that suits you as well um so I'm, I couldn't recommend it more to be honest I know on Clubhouse we've been talking about you finishing sort of modules and dissertations yeah and, what, and what's that all been for um, so I'm doing my master's um, in quality management, master's of science in quality management, um, and I'm doing my dissertation at the moment. It's taken a little bit longer than I would have hoped, so I'm <laughs> a wee bit um, behind target, as it were, um, you know, on my own sort of personal targets. I'm a little bit behind um, where I wanted to be with those, but in a lot of other ways, I'm further ahead of where I ever thought I was going to be this year. So yeah. on balance, I'm doing okay. <laughs> um you need to think about um sometimes it can be uh, it can be hard to see that when you're behind with something that's all you see is that oh, I'm a bit behind but actually overall I'm doing okay um and I'm also studying towards my um chartership as well for um the Chartered Institute of Building which is this MCIOB status so working towards that currently as well cool I know um sort of the, there's there's a lot of rhetoric in the industry talk about kind of getting more women into construction and I think yeah. with uh, Pride Road that's certainly something that you know that's that's one of our well my main um mission statement is is about kind of retention of yeah. women in the industry so in architecture there's a 50 50 split between men and women going into university but as you go through um as you join the ARB, the Architects Registration Board, the kind of numbers drop down to 25%. And then at the RIBA, the numbers are 17.5%. And then as you get into senior positions, just women fall off a cliff. Yeah. So just Pride Road was born out of my personal experience, but actually finding a kind of solution um, of a, an architectural practice that works for women yeah so it's about that work-life balance and then actually offering it out and going right okay this is a kind of formula for success right come under the under the umbrella and then you know use our business model and then get out there and work and so far you know there's um there's five of us now I don't wow. know. Yeah. I think I think the last time we spoke there was just a couple, maybe I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember the last time I think I was in Clubhouse, I think you said you were onboarding too that at that yeah. sort of time. So yeah, that's, that's, it. that's amazing. Board. Yeah. So um I'm in South Manchester, the North Cheshire area. Uh, Magda, um, who is my pilot, is in um sort of South Manchester. And Laura is down in Bournemouth and New Forest. And then Schwara's joined in Sutton and Kingston. So we've got a bit of London covered. Uh, and then Sandy's in uh, South Warwickshire. 
you're starting to spread out. I know. <laughs> only in only in England though at the moment. Yeah. We want we want some more in we want some people in Scotland, please. Yes, we'll have to <laughs> fly the Pride Road flag up in Scotland. Absolutely. Yeah, if you know anyone, any it, especially in some of your um future tomorrow future leaders no tomorrow's leaders tomorrow's leaders yeah tomorrow's leaders yeah if you come across kind of young architects um your pride road is definitely um a way forward and it, it and it gives people all those business skills as well yeah definitely i you think know. i think we need more of that in construction and yeah uh, yeah because it doesn't necessarily have to be your only way forward it could be kind of a learning opportunity yeah no, it's really exciting. I think it's really good, and um, I love what you're doing as well with it. Um, it's great. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to come on your podcast as well. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, and I will be um, reaching out for some guests. I think I've got about ten or twelve guests sort of lined up, ready to record. I just need to do that. Yeah. Um, but I will be reaching out in my own network. For um, I've been so lucky that I've had people from out with my network come forward as um, guests first, which is probably a little bit strange maybe, but um, I'm going to reach out to my own network as well and get some of the good um, mm. stories and uh, experiences from people um, like yourself. Um, and we'll get that. I just need to get recording. Sounds exciting. Well, you've got an incredible, incredible amount of uh, plate spinning at the moment and um, yep. I love your passion and drive. It's amazing. So yeah. <laughs> good luck with everything. And we'll put all the links in the in the description. So if you're listening, please do get in touch with Anne. Um, how do you spell your surname? Just quickly, if anyone is listening. Okafor is O-K-A-F-O-R. Fabulous. Okay, I think it's time to wind up the conversation so thank you, thank you thank you very much Anne for joining us today and I'll, thank you for having me it's a pleasure so hopefully I'll see you on Monday or hear you on Monday on Clubhouse yes <laughs> 8 <a.m. laughs> I, it's in my diary yay 8 a.m <laughs> on uh, Mondays yeah it's really good I, I really enjoyed it when you came on and gave your your talk we had a you gave a yeah it's been great honestly the, the room has been really good in terms of um making connections with people you know I've made a number of connections from the room on Monday mornings mm. and you know it's been really useful and um I, I've kept in touch with quite a lot of people as well so yeah really good networking works <laughs> okay so well thanks very much for coming on if um to everyone else if you've enjoyed listening to architecture in the den please subscribe like and share uh whether it's on youtube or on spotify or podbean um and uh, please do get in touch um if you're interested in coming on the show please contact me um you can find me on the Pride Road Franchise website. Uh, that's prideroadfranchise.co.uk. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay, so let's say goodbye. Bye. Bye.